In my very first episode, I talked about how it took me so long to get started on a podcast because I didn't know where to start and I was getting in my own way. Well, I don't want y'all to end up like me and wait two plus years to get started on your dreams. So do yourself a favor and download the Anchor app. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right there on your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So they literally do all the hard work for you. But the best part is that you can get paid with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is all in one place. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. It's your girl, Majine, aka Mama Maj, and you are listening to Mama Majism. Let's go ahead and get into our guided meditation. Um, Go ahead and get in a comfortable position, whatever that is for you. I am going to um, do this guided meditation on stopping obsessive thoughts about the past. Um, Before I officially get started, I want to say that... um, there is a term that's used for this called rumination which is a powerful form of diluted thinking this is where you think about your past obsessively despite the fact that you can't change what happened Um, and because of this you may stew in your resentments replay conversations beat yourself up and relive an event over and over Um, it happens to all of us and it can be quite painful So practicing mindfulness can help you see those patterns clearly and respond to them with patient understanding and and you can begin to detach yourself from that power. Rumination can often show up as background noise, so it's a constant stream of obsessive negativity shadowing you throughout the day. So hopefully this guided meditation practice will help you call that inner voice into light dissect it, and hopefully diffuse some of its power over you. Now that you are in a comfortable position, I want you to go ahead and close your eyes and allow your body to relax. Use your breaths, your deep breaths that we practice every guided meditation to help encourage you um, to ease your body into that relaxation state. With each exhale, Soften your muscles in your body just a little bit more. And it's probably a good idea to bring special attention to your abdomen, your shoulders, and your jaw. Good. Now I want you to look at the thoughts that are going through your mind right now. If you've already been ruminating about something specific... Acknowledge that event or situation that you're thinking about. Turn this over in your mind, examining it from a place of curiosity and interest. Begin cultivating equanimity, the state of balance and non-attachment in the midst of charged emotions. Ask yourself if you're able to change this situation in the past. Here are a couple phrases of equanimity and compassion, if you're a little unsure what I mean by that. Repeat after me. I cannot change the past. 
May I be at ease with the mind. May I care about this difficulty. Good. Now we're going to repeat this again, but I want you to focus on these words and really mean what you say. And if you need a couple minutes of really getting to that point, this is that time right now. I cannot change the past. May I be at ease with the mind. May I care about this difficulty. I cannot change the past. May I be at ease with the mind. May I care about this difficulty. And when you're ready, turn your attention toward the present. Even though you can't control the past, you do have power over your actions right now. Replace the rumination with the recognition that you can choose to act in ways that encourage happiness. Offer these phrases silently in your head. May I act with wisdom. May I respond with compassion. May I move forward. May I act with wisdom. May I respond with compassion. May I move forward. May I act with wisdom. May I respond with compassion. May I move forward. When the rumination recurs, return to these phrases and your intuition to move forward. Finishing your period of practice, carry these phrases with you. Whenever the mind falls into the pattern of thinking about the past, offer a phrase of equanimity or wise action. We're gonna end this with a couple of deep breaths. Go ahead and give me a deep breath in. Hold. Release. Release. Deep breath in. Hold. Release. Last time, deep breath in. Hold. And release. Thank you so much for doing that guided meditation with me. I hope that it helps aid you in, you know, stopping to obsess over things that you cannot change, which is the past. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode. Welcome back to an all new episode. We're just going to hop right into it. I don't know if y'all are aware, but it is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, So I figured, I mean, as sad as it is to say, 
but the reality of most women, if not all, um, I have countless stories of sexual assault and uh, things dealing with people doing inappropriate things that did not have my consent, um, but they just felt like they had the right and the power to do so to get away with it and so I'm going to tell um share one particular story um of sexual assault that had happened to me and I I hadn't really told too many people I've only told a few like close people um and I looking back on it now I mean I don't know if it would have made much of a difference to to tell people back then but I do see the importance of storytelling and kind of just instilling that right that everyone has to speak up or to, you know, call people out on their bullshit. So this is my story. This happened a couple years ago, two or three years ago, I think. For many of you who know, I do take public transportation or did when um, we were able to go outside. And so... On this one particular morning, I was on my way to work, and um, I always keep one earbud in, one earbud out, so that I, you know, whatever I'm listening to or watching, I can hear that, but I can also hear my surroundings, okay? I can multitask, thank you. Um, But on this particular day, I was on my way to work, and I was, this is when I was really, like, into um, watching the Arrowverse, so, like, Arrow... Um, The Flash, Supergirl, all that stuff. Um, And so I think on this particular day, I was watching an episode of The Flash um, on my Netflix app on my phone. So um, I'm really good at keeping, being aware of my surroundings through my peripherals. So, um, you know, anytime the trolley made a new stop, I would always, you know, look up, kind of look at my surroundings, just make sure everything's gooch. Um, so the first stop after the one that I got on, there was a guy, um, who in a wheelchair who came on and I like to sit in the isolated seat that's technically meant for people, um, who are, um, who may or may not have a disability or people who are older. Um, that's what the seat is mainly used for, but a lot of times anybody can sit there. Um, and if I need to move, I will, it's not a problem. Um, but I like to sit in that particular seat because I don't like no one has, I don't have my back to anyone. I can see everything openly. Um, and I don't have to worry about somebody sitting next to me or something. And so this person who got on with the wheelchair, he angled his, um, chair in a way that he was kind of facing me at an angle but we still had some distance between us but it was as if he was basically kind of like um low-key kind of like perpendicular to how I was seated but at an angle if that makes any sense sorry if it doesn't I don't know how to say it any better um and so you know I mean the trolley is what it is uh, the size that it is so I wasn't really thinking too much of it I'm like okay um I mean a lot of times people in wheelchairs do sit there just not positioned in that way so that was a little weird but I was like you know whatever um I'm like this must be just what he does so cool I go back to my episode and like as I'm watching my episode on my phone in my peripheral I'm seeing movements from him like with his hands but in his like lower region and I didn't know what the I was honestly too afraid to even look up and see um 
what he was doing but like in my gut something just felt off it felt weird it felt like not like a normal thing somebody would do so I am terrified to lift my eyes up from my phone but I know he's doing something because I can see his hands moving like really fast um but like in his groin area so I'm like what the fuck like it's daylight out there are people on this trolley but the way that he's angled I'm thinking okay I guess people, for one, people aren't really paying attention, and for two, the way that he's positioned, maybe I am the only one who can see him. So it literally kind of low-key felt like I was being cornered, and I'm like, oh, Lord. So it wasn't until um, a couple minutes later, a guy who was sitting in a similar chair like mine, but on the opposite side of the trolley, he like looked at me and he was like, that's just sick, isn't it? And I was like, excuse me? And he was like, what he's doing right here in front of everybody? That's just nasty. And so when he said that, it confirmed my suspicions of this guy basically jacking off in front of me. Um, And I still never looked in his direction to see what he was doing because I didn't need to because my intuition knew, my peripheral seen it. I just knew what was going on. I'm like, I don't need to see that shit. So after he said that, I immediately got up from my seat and um, immediately got up from my seat and sat in a chair where he couldn't see me because he was in a wheelchair. So it would have took him a minute to try and like maneuver himself uh, to face me again. But as I got up to walk to the other seat, I looked that guy who was touching himself in the eye and I said, don't fucking look at me. And then I sat and then at this point I was only one stop away from um, where I needed to get off. So I was shaking, I just felt disgusting. And I'm like, okay, so this, And this is a man who called it out and was like, isn't that nasty? Isn't that disgusting? But he said it to me, but he didn't say anything to this guy who was touching on himself in front of me. So I'm like, okay, for one, I'm just happy that somebody else seen this. I'm not going crazy. I'm not like making up something or whatever. Like this guy is really fucking feeling on himself in public, dick out, like just disgusting. Um, And so I just felt gross. So I got off the trolley and... I didn't know what to do, y'all. I was on my way to work. Um, I was debating. I was truly debating because he, when I got the the stop that I got off, the guy in the wheelchair was still on the bus or still on the trolley. And so I was debating on like what I should do. I ended up seeing a trolley cop and I went up to him and I was like, excuse me, like if there's ever a situation where, you know, someone's doing something inappropriate on the trolley, um, what are we supposed to do? And so he gave me a couple options like, oh, you can call this number if there's not like a trolley cop around or like blah, blah, gave me all my options. And he was like, why are you asking? And in that moment, I was like making a decision in my head, like, should I even tell him or should I just go on about my business and go to work? Then I thought about it and I'm like, this man truly ruined my morning, ruined my day at this point because I feel gross and disgusting. I don't even like, I just couldn't even think straight. And I'm like, well, if this man is going to inconvenience me and what I got going on, then I'm definitely about to inconvenience him. So I was like, you know what? Yes. And so I explained to him the situation that happened and he was like, oh, is he still on the trolley? And I was like, I think so. Cause when I got off, he was still on there. Um, and so he ended up calling like his backup or whatever, like the trolley people, or I think he ended up calling the trolley conductor to stop the trolley at the next stop and have um, that guy get pulled out. So like the police ended up coming in and up being a whole ordeal. I um, rode the trolley up to the stop that they stopped him at. Um, and then ended up getting questioned by the police, asking what happened, my side of the story, um, and if I want to press charges and all this other stuff. And so 
Um, it was just a really wild thing. And I ended up, of course, being late to work. And I was just like, at first I was going to brush this all off and be like, you know what? No, I don't even want to like tell on him or whatever the case may be, because I got to go to work. Uh, you know, I'm going to be late and all this other stuff. And then I thought about it and I'm like, if this man was bold enough, I don't know how old he thought I was, but if this man was bold enough to do this in broad lit daylight on the trolley with people on it, not giving two fucks, he clearly has done this more than once. So I was just thinking of people who, and I uh, sometimes carry a backpack as like my purse or whatever. So I'm like, I don't know if he thought that I was a, a young girl or something that he could like manipulate to like sexually assault and think that oh she's not going to say anything because she's a little girl or whatever so then I just started thinking about how okay he could probably be doing this to to women younger than me or even to women who are my age or older like he shouldn't be doing this at all so like fuck that shit so they ended up I ended up super inconveniencing his day because they ended up booking him or whatever you want to call it and they had to like take him to the police station but like I mentioned before he's in a wheelchair so they had to wait until they got a police van that had um the little wheelchair things that um so that they can like actually haul him off to jail or whatever um and so he ended up yeah going to jail they called me you know if I wanted to press charges or whatever I don't think I ended up pressing charges I don't remember but he actually ended up admitting guilty to it anyway so it didn't matter because I mean the trolley has cameras so you can't even try and lie yourself out of that one um but it was just, and then I had, while I was waiting for them to like take him away, I had sent a Snapchat of like what he looked like to the people who I had told. Cause I was so shaken up. I was crying. Um, I called my boyfriend at the time. I called my, um, parents. I called or texted really my parents and a couple of other people. So I ended up sending a Snapchat to the people who I told of like what he looked like or whatever. And I'm not going to name any names, but someone who, um, who I told about the situation kind of laughed it off and was like someone in a wheelchair really like pretty much downplaying the traumatic experience that happened to me just because he was in a wheelchair and it really made me feel kind of shitty because it's like it doesn't matter if the perpetrator has one leg has one eye like if if that person is sexually assaulting you like they they can still do that you know it doesn't matter if they have a disability or whatever like if you're doing something inappropriate, you're not going to get away with it. I, I don't care. I don't care what you have. I don't care what you don't have. Like, that shit's not cool. And you're over here creating trauma for me because you think that you can get away with doing despicable shit like that. Like, it's just not going to slide. So that situation also kind of showed me where some people's head was at in terms of like, oh, you don't take this shit serious at all. Um, and it, it really truly was a letdown because it's like, damn, I chose to share this information with you because you're someone that I trust and someone that, you know, I feel like has my back. And for you to laugh it off while I'm over here kind of traumatized, it's crazy. And, um, you know, it didn't really hit me too much. And I didn't realize that I was traumatized until the following day when I was going on the trolley to um, go into work. I was walking and I heard... Um, a mechanical wheelchair behind me and I froze this man never put his hands on me he never threatened me he never really said one word to me honestly but as soon as I heard the wheelchair I just froze and when the wheelchair went by me I saw that it wasn't him it was someone completely different but that's just I don't 
Ooh, oh, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> it, and it just really made me realize how um, it really doesn't take much to for uh, it could be a really big thing, a sexual assault case, or it could be something really tiny, but it, it, it lingers. It sticks with you. It stays. And, you know, for those who do experience things like this, you are very valid in how you feel. Don't ever, ever let anybody make you feel dumb or silly for being scared or being afraid or feeling or feeling dirty or feeling stupid for um you know someone doing something inappropriate to you because all of those things I mean I don't want to say that they're normal but you will go through a range of emotions where you feel disgusted with yourself even though you didn't do anything wrong but the fact that somebody thought that it was okay to do it to you you know it it's a whole it's a whole trove of things that you can feel and probably will feel and I just want to let you know that you aren't alone in that and I hate I hate that we even have to experience things like this or that it's normalized that women get sexually assaulted more times than men and I'm and but men do also get sexually assaulted as well I definitely am not downplaying that at all but you know for for any of my people who have been sexually assaulted know that you aren't alone And I unfortunately have many, many more stories, but this one in particular is just one that I've never shared with anybody. And I'm only sharing it now because, um, because I'm proud of the decision I made to end up like going to the authorities and telling them what happened so that they can, um, you know, take this man to jail. Now, fast forward to the now, a couple months ago, I ended up getting a call from, um, a district attorney who told me that, um, they might want me as a witness because he ended up doing the same exact thing to some other woman. And I knew that the way that he was moving, that this wasn't his first time doing it. But to know that two years later, you're still out here terrorizing people with your, with your private parts. Like someone needs to take the wheels off his wheelchair. (laughs) He needs to stay home. He need to stay in jail. He need to stay somewhere. But I was just so pissed when I got the call that like he did it again. Cause it's like, clearly whatever they did to reprimand you didn't work. So you really need, to, you really need to like do some jail time or something for it to stick. Um, but it also made me happy and proud of the fact that I'm glad that I am on the record of, of oh, this is somebody from a past, um, incident where he, you know, got in trouble for doing the same thing so you can see the pattern but they ended up not needing me because he ended up pleading guilty again because again cameras so like I don't know I just I definitely don't want to pressure anybody into you know going to the authorities or um whatever it's whatever you're comfortable with you know this is just my singular story where I decided to um you know expose the person Um, but it's not always like that for other people. And I get that. And I respect whatever decision you make, but I just want you to know that you're not alone. Um, and really that was just all the, this episode was about, um, know that there are different avenues and, and, and people that you can talk to, to get the help that you may be needing. I also want to end this episode by challenging all of you. If you know someone who maybe is a perpetrator of this, call them out, make them do better. I don't want this to be a norm for us anymore. We can do this. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please love on one another and please respect everyone. From the bottom of my heart, I love each and every one of you. Bye.